We have a very special Joe and Joe weather show tonight as Hurricane Fiona uh, heads for a landfall in Nova Scotia during the early morning hours of Saturday. We have a potential new tropical storm in the uh, Central Caribbean, which we will talk about. And we have two other tropical storms. We have Gaston over the Azores and Tropical Storm Ermine, which has formed east of the Cabo Verde Islands and is uh, taking the vacation route up toward the Canadian, uh, the Canary Islands. All that and so much more tonight on the Joe and Joe Weather Show, brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware at 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, New York, in southwest Suffolk County on Long Island, serving the entire New York, New Jersey, tri-state area with everything you need uh, when it comes to making sure your home looks good, works great, and you are protected uh, just in case we do get some adverse weather in eastern Pennsylvania to southern New England down the road, so you can make sure that your uh, supplies are in place, like a generator or uh, perhaps uh, a sump pump. And, of course, if you're thinking of making your yard look great after the drought of the summer, uh, plenty of mulch and topsoil, and when the time comes, lots of salt for the winter. 631-756-1125 is the uh, telephone number, and the website is... OmniTrueValue.com Yes. So... Uh, here we are now waiting for the the next and final uh, landfall of uh, Fiona, uh, which is uh, getting closer and closer to Nova Scotia very quickly as it races northward. And uh, it's still a strong Category 3 hurricane with 125-mile-an-hour winds. And I'm sure, Joe, that up in uh, Nova Scotia, they are busy making their final preparations. And I, I know that you were calling around on your rotary telephone uh, today <laughs> and, and uh, grabbed your, uh, uh, you know, Joe is very high. He's, he's so tech savvy that you know, he, he was offered to run Microsoft by Bill Gates and, and they, and he turned them down uh, too many buttons to push. But uh, no matter. Uh, in all seriousness, uh, this is a this is a formidable storm that's coming into Nova Scotia, uh, and uh, it's it's going to get rough, and it already is rough. Looking at what I saw on the radar, and you spoke to uh, someone today uh, regarding that. Right, I uh, spoke with uh, Mike DeCoste over at uh, CIGO FM also known as the Hawk 101.5. And the reason why they're called the Hawk is that they are located in the community or town of Port Hawkesbury in Nova Scotia. And unfortunately, uh, Joe, this appears to be Port Hawkesbury uh, ground zero as far as the uh, storm track is concerned for Fiona. This thing looks like it's going to come right rolling right over them in the pre-dawn hours tomorrow morning, Saturday morning. And so I had a chance to, uh, and the, re the reason why we pre-taped this is that I asked about this evening doing it live, and um, Mike understandably said, I think by uh, 8.30 hour time, 8.30 Atlantic Daylight Time, 7.30 Eastern Time, we're just a little ways past that now, uh, he, he said, I, I think we're going to be fairly busy and I would not doubt it, uh, as people uh, try to get as best prepared as possible for what could be one of the worst storms ever 
to hit Nova Scotia and uh, adjacent Newfoundland. And so um, as soon as you, maybe you want to put a, a, a loop up of the uh, hurricane or something, a graphic that uh, we could all look at, that's when we'll uh, run this interview here with Mike. And you can hear for yourself what somebody who is in the direct path of the storm is doing and what people around the uh, around the region are doing as they prepare for a really, really monstrous, I think, storm uh, interaction tonight. Well, let's uh, let's roll it. All righty. And I think you should shrink yourself down. So, yeah, there you go. All right. So uh, the first line question, which I uh, asked Mike, was <clears throat> what exactly is happening? What are you what are you doing in preparation for this major storm that's tracking your way for tonight and into early tomorrow? And this is what he had to say. So uh, as of right now, when I'm speaking to you, of course, there it is kind of the calm before the storm. We have some rain coming down, but uh, there is supposed to be some big estimated rainfall, of course, uh, in the area. We're expecting around anywhere from 100 to 200 plus millimeters of rain coming down at this point. And uh, we are also expecting uh, winds to be uh, gusting over 150 kilometers an hour uh overexposed areas right now, 120 on the other areas, but still those will be major winds uh, landing in the area in the next little bit. We haven't seen something like this since Hurricane Juan back, back almost well, be 19 years ago. So that, uh, that's how severe this storm is uh, looking on our area right now. And so I'm sure that a lot of your uh, listeners uh, are expecting that they're going to be losing power uh, in the wake of the storm. Uh, I, it, it, going back to what you just said with Hurricane One, uh, it must have been a storm that uh, adversely affected your area for not just a day or two, but for many, many days. Yeah, yeah power was off for well over a week for some areas. Uh, not, I don't know if it was necessarily our areas, but yeah, back then uh, it was off for well over a week. We even had Hurricane Dorian much recently, like in 2019 where that knocked our power off for over five days. So uh, we are expecting to be, uh, we've already, everybody's assumed that we are bracing with our power for a minimum three days, if not longer. Well, it seems like it's a very tough storm. We've been uh, here at Joe and Joe uh, Weather Show. We've been tracking this now for a good number of days. I know a lot of people have been talking about Puerto Rico and uh, the effects of the storm on Bermuda, but uh, we've been saying, at least I've been saying that I feel um, more of a problem for uh, the folks who live up your way in Nova Scotia and even portions of uh, Newfoundland because uh, it, it, you're going to be getting hit almost dead on with it. And the fast speed, the fast forward speed of the storm really is going to uh, make for a very rough go. Yeah, well, especially where the eye of the storm is going to cross right up Route 19, which is a big area here in Cape Breton. Uh, so we are in the direct path of it crossing right through. So yes, our listeners are uh, very concerned, but of course we are trying our best to keep them updated with everything we possibly can. And I mean, you guys are doing a great job keeping the uh, world updated with what you guys can provide. Well, that's what we are here for. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, you are uh, the center of attention on our show for tonight. We don't, in fact, we don't normally do a Friday night show. We usually take that night off, but we're here, we're watching, and uh, we're playing, actually, uh, for for all of you. Uh, we're, we're hoping that uh, you'll be weathering the storm, and I know that you're keeping all of your listeners at 101.5 uh, uh, CIGO, the Hawk, 
the, uh, the latest information uh, about uh, Fiona. So I thank you very, very much. I know you're very busy over there, but thank you for taking a few minutes of your time out of your schedule to uh, let us know how things are going. Uh, yeah, no problem, Joe. Thanks for calling. Okay, so there you go. That's, uh, uh, again, uh, uh, Mike uh, uh, DeCoste uh, over at uh, the Hawks, CIGOFM, Port Hawkesbury, uh, at Cape Breton Island in Nova Scotia. And they're battening down. And Joe, as uh, he said, if this is anything like uh, some of the past storms like Dorian or especially Juan, uh, they could be out of power. They're thinking that they might be out of power for more than just a day or two. This might be something where many folks might have no power for five, six, seven days because of the potency of this big storm uh, approaching, again, the uh, Atlantic Canada region. And this is actually the strongest North, Atlant uh, North, uh, uh, North Atlantic hurricane since Hurricane Debbie in 1982 in terms of how strong it is and in, in, in the position that it is. Uh, so... Um, you know, I'm looking. We were running the satellite loop, and we put up the uh, hurricane center's uh, forecast uh, while you were while you were playing that. And uh, the 5 p.m. advisory is at 39.6610, with top winds of 125 miles an hour. Now moving north northeast at 40 40 miles an hour. Oh God, that's going to be terrible. Yeah, uh, and in terms of. Uh, in terms of the uh, position of this with respect to Nova Scotia, I just want to get it off the advisory so I have the uh, uh, the number there. I didn't want to just guess it uh, off the top of my head using the longitude and the latitude. But at 5 o'clock, <laughs> it was uh, from Nova Scotia 370 miles. So if it's moving 40 miles an hour, it's moved another 120, which puts it down now to uh, less than about 250 miles south southeast of uh, of Halifax, Nova Scotia. It's nice to see that there. We have somebody on the uh, chat board who is actually right in the path of the storm, Adam Porter, and he says hi here in Cape Breton. Winds are picking up, but the beer is still cold. So <laughs> at least he has a sense of humor as uh, this uh, this um, major system heads in his direction. Well, as long as the beer is still cold and you still have plenty of chips, you're 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 okay. I'm going to bring up the the satellite loop again. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, we're going to take a look at this floater of um, Fiona because there are a couple of things that are going on that are worth noting and uh, Ross, part Ross of the process. Needham, Ross Niederman also on the chat board says down to a Cat three. Ross, that may very well be the case. It may very well be down to a Cat three. Uh, categorically, but as, as Joe just mentioned, this thing is flying along at 40 miles per hour. You add on that forward speed to the uh, storm's central pressure and the storm's uh, circulation of winds near the center of the storm. That's only going to, yeah, it's it's not going to act like a Category Three. This this could be, you know, more like a, a Cat Four. I I dare say that that forward speed, that that forward motion, the momentum. The sheer momentum of this system is really going to be something that is going to uh, play a big, big role when th that storm comes ashore. And it looks like, Joe, uh, the storm is going to be coming ashore, Nova Scotia, Cape Breton area, probably sometime after uh, seven or eight hours Greenwich time, which would be for them, 
something like uh, 5 or 6 a.m. Uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, it's going to be a very rude awakening to their uh, 24th day of September, Saturday, uh, in Nova Scotia, and then later in the day for, uh, for Newfoundland, too. Yeah, I'm looking on the loop, Joe, and it it, it looks like it, it's it's up at, it's up now almost to 42 north. I mean, this thing is just moving, you know, it's, it's moving along. I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, uh, they pick it up uh, eventually. The speed as it makes landfall will be something over 50 miles an hour. Uh, it it is beginning to to start that transition process into a post-tropical cyclone. But I, I, I want to be clear that that doesn't anyway mean that uh, all of a sudden, all, well, the hurricane's not there. Oh, it's a, it's a post-tropical cyclone. Uh, that It's a technical designation over whether a system is a warm core cyclone or a cold core cyclone. And as they reach these latitudes, they become more cold core. So what that, so what it ultimately means is uh, notice the comma the distinct comma shape that is on on the eastern part of this if you look at the center of the picture you could clearly see what's still warm core and then uh, on the, uh, the 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 infrared part of this if you look on the west side uh, you're seeing uh, what looks like drier air that's that's getting involved and, and drier colder air is gradually working into this uh, to, to turn this into a pure cold core cyclone. The wind field, though, uh, remains very much what you would see in a tropical cyclone. Eventually, what's going to happen is you're going to wind up uh, the, seeing the strongest winds drop down, but the area of gales and the area of um, the area of gales and storm force winds will be much larger, and it will cover a lot more geography. And Joe, with the momentum going northward, we're talking sustained winds, but you add the momentum of the storm. If you're those that are east of the center could certainly see, I think, see wind gusts uh, up at uh, 90 plus miles an hour, maybe even 100 plus miles an hour uh, as it uh, comes in. And I, I also I zoomed in so you could see Nova Scotia pretty well as it slides south, 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 southwestward as the storm moves north, northeastward. Well, 150 kilometers per hour, which is what uh, our friend in uh, in uh, Port Hawkesbury had mentioned, uh, uh, Mike uh, de de Crest. He said 150 kilometers per hour. That would translate, if you do the the conversion, to 93 miles per hour. So right. you're right, 90, maybe even 100 miles an hour, if not in, you know, uh, um, steady winds, at least in strong gusts. Uh, certainly a damaging wind that will be probably doing a lot of damage in terms of taking down a lot of trees and also, unfortunately, taking down a lot of power lines as well. And, and there's also quite a bit of rain going on on the west side already. I was trying to find a decent-looking radar that we could look at, and unfortunately, the uh, weather service up in Canada followed the lead of the weather service here with the with the way the radar looks, and, and it just you can't really make out the geography. I might as well just throw green paint on the green and yellow paint on the screen, but um, uh, it's been raining pretty much all day in Nova Scotia. They had that front come through yesterday, and now of course that frontal boundary is just is is pretty well getting. Uh, you know, playing second fiddle here as the storm rides along it to the east. I'm noticing, I'm thinking what's happening, Joe, if I'm just looking at this floater, I could always use a few more frames 
in the future to kind of uh, confirm this. But from my eyeball here, it looks like it might be moving more northerly now. Uh, and this is, uh, would be expected because as it interacts with that very deep upper trough, uh, it, it'll probably start to turn you know, a little more west of north and uh, get into uh, eastern Nova Scotia. That's If it were to move straight north from here, it would clip the extreme eastern part of Nova Scotia. But uh, it's going to probably start taking a slight jog west of due north, which is going to put it in a bit further west on, the, uh, on Nova Scotia. Yeah, and we said that yesterday and the day before that, uh, again, this is a, a rule that goes back to a forecaster from almost 50 years ago, uh, Rosenblum's rule, where uh, when a storm system uh, is interacting with an upper level system and is suddenly strengthening or there's a spike in uh, its activity, it tends to turn more to the left or to the north-northeast. And it's exactly what uh, this storm apparently is, 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 is about ready to do. So. Um, and the, the thing that really is scary to me is the forward speed. We're looking at a storm that is every bit similar to the great uh, Long Island hurricane of 1938. The reason why that storm was so devastating, especially across central and eastern Long Island, and actually was so strong, it, it actually uh, formed Shinnecock Inlet. The, the, the reason why that storm was so potent was because of the forward speed. It was moving so rapidly, and the same holds true for this storm. So we'll have to see and wait and uh, what, what happens. But uh, again, this that's that's what makes this a really scary proposition. The storm already is a very formidable system, but now add on those uh, uh, strong uh, forward forward motion moving uh, winds, and uh, you, you you have a storm that uh, could spell a lot of a lot of problems. So I have the hazards map up. And uh, we could see some of the weather that's going on here at the moment. And uh, I'm, uh, along the coast, I'm noticing winds gusting past uh, gale force, just the beginnings of it. And by the way, you can also see the wind barbs. They're all north or north-northwest uh, around Halifax. So you know by that uh, that the storm is going to be going into the east of them. So the, uh, the buoy right near the coastline there is reporting north-northwest winds at 38 miles an hour or 33 knots. We'll go a little further. There's a, a, a Beaven or Baven Island. Um, that is a wind of 37 miles an hour gusting to 43. And then we go up to the eastern part. Now here's where you see the winds. All the reporting stations here are reporting winds northeast. Okay, so what, what we're going to look for, if this is going to make landfall, say, somewhere in eastern Nor Nova Scotia, uh, let's say, I'm trying to, to get, uh, I can't pronounce this. Uh, it's, uh, I, can't, I can't pronounce that name. So let me see what the, the nearest city is here. Note that's a buoy. Um, Evanston. Okay, so if it go it's going to cut through from Evanston, and go from the Atlantic side to say St. George's, uh, St. George's Bay on the other side. And by the way, there's a wind gust there of 56 already at uh, Ag what's it called? Uh, Antigonish, Antigonish. 
Antigonish. Antigonish. Yes. 56 yes. mile an hour wind gusts there. So uh, if the storm is going to take a track uh, just to the left of this area, you're going to see all these winds start to turn more easterly and then go southeast and even south. So this will be this will be one of the tip offs as to uh, what, uh, what what's going on. East Point, I guess that's on the New Brunswick side there, uh, just touching the water is at uh, uh, reporting a northerly wind at 36 gusting to 44. Uh, and it's by the way, and it's early in the game if the center is still 250 miles out and they're already getting uh, gales up here. And I'm also uh, going to widen out a little bit because you're going to lose the geography here, uh, but you kind of see where Nova Scotia is. I'm going to layer the radar on top of it. And uh, that should give you an idea, at least right now. It's raining fairly heavily uh, when you go uh, toward Halifax and points west uh, on the radar. Uh, not quite to the main border, okay? It cuts off uh, close to the main border, but not quite. Uh, most of what you see, the darker blue is either, you know, very, very light rain or not even reaching the ground. It'll just take check on that. Uh, yeah, this one area is not uh, uh, Point uh, Lepro or Lepru, uh, not reporting any rain there. So you kind of have to get into the green area uh, uh, in uh, on the radar echoes there to find... Uh, where there's some steadier rain. And of course, in the yellow echoes, we're probably seeing some heavier rain and it, it gets a little more showery as you go to the east. So it, 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 it's pretty much a wait and see now uh, with respect to uh, where uh, this is, uh, you know, where this is all headed in the next uh, six to eight hours. See, if it's moving 40 miles an hour, Joe, it's going to be there in six hours. Landfall is going to be in six hours. It'll be at about uh, 2 a.m. Yeah, that uh, the, if that would be, if that be the case, then uh, it's going to be earlier than the time frame I just mentioned a few moments ago of something like you know four, five, six a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time. But uh, whether it comes at two or four or six or whatever, it's still going to be a hard hitter when it finally does uh, make landfall. And uh, uh, yeah, it's it's and again the, the the rule of thumb for tropical cyclones is the heavy rains fall to the west of the path. And the heaviest or uh, most extreme winds fall to the east of the path. Somebody on the chat board mentioned about Hurricane Gloria, uh, Max Max Brengel, that people tend to forget Hurricane Gloria from 1985. Forward speed to that one reached 50 miles per hour. Yes, and uh, much of central and eastern Long Island really got hit very, very hard. Many places uh, had uh, no power for over a week. Meanwhile, West of the storm track in uh, with Gloria, Gloria hit more or less in central Long Island. And west of the storm track, they got a goodly amount of rain, but um, the winds were not really anywhere near as extreme. And I remember uh, Joe Mayor Koch, Mayor Koch uh, at that time, uh, Ed Koch was the mayor of New York, and he was walking through the streets of New York right after the storm passed and said, we scared the hurricane. We scared the heck out of the hurricane, expecting, of course, that there would be, you know, everything would be falling over because of the strong winds. But again, New York up to about central Long Island just received a lot of heavy rain and some wind gusts, strong wind gusts. It was really the places east of the storm track across Long Island that really got hammered. And again, this is exactly what we're looking at right now with uh, with this particular hurricane, places to the east probably are going to get the worst of the winds. Places to the west already seeing some very heavy rainfall uh, as a result of the approach of that storm. 
<clears throat> waiting for the eight o'clock advisory here. So uh, the last one while we're waiting, because it should be out any moment. I'm going to see if there's a new recon uh, in, in this. And well, they have a recon on the way. So on, so that means that, uh, oh, wait, uh, sometimes with the graphic is not quite. OK, so here's here's the recon the recon on the graph here. So at uh, roughly at about just before seven o'clock Eastern time, they uh, measured a wind up close to 110 knots and the pressure now is falling. They noticed the pressure is up at 975 when it hit that 110. So it wasn't even at the center yet. Uh, and now that it, 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 as you look at toward the left side of the graph, the pressure is down somewhere under 940. Now they'll do a correction, whatever correction they do to come up with whatever number they come up with. Uh, and notice the winds drop off there. So they're 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 in the center right now. And uh, let's let me give this a refresh again to see if the eight o'clock advisory is in, and it is not. So um, we're going to get some new information from the uh, Hurricane Center shortly. Uh, so why don't we? We'll come back to this in, in just a bit, and let's go over to the uh, tropical depression that is in the, uh, now I guess we'd call it the Central Caribbean, and uh, you've got the uh, wide shot here. Uh, it's a little hard to see, so I'm going to go back and get the floater for this, uh, because uh, we've, got some, we've got some developments going on, I think, that are important. Uh, from uh, what I'm looking at, uh, it looks to me like the depression is becoming better organized. And the reason why I say that is uh, if you looked at this loop all day long, and once it gets all the frames in and gets going, you'll see that the low-level center, the low-level circulation center, had very few clouds with it and was completely exposed. And as we talked yesterday about this, about Fiona, uh, you know, hurricanes leave a trough behind them. Uh, and to the south of Fiona, the trough extended down into the Northeast Caribbean. So as a result, uh, you wound up with northerly and northeasterly shear that was uh, ripping the thunderstorms east of the center and forcing the thunderstorm activity mostly to the west. When you have westerly shear, it's the other way around. Everything is to the east and there's nothing to the west. Now, watch the loop before it goes to the IR. You can see clearly what's happened, Joe. The low-level center gets underneath now the shear is diminishing pretty rapidly and the low level center gets completely underneath the bursting thunderstorms that are uh, showing up in that big bright white area of clouds uh, busting out there so my suspicion is that this will probably this could become a tropical storm either overnight there's an air force reconnaissance aircraft there now if it doesn't become a, a tropical storm tonight it certainly will become a tropical storm tomorrow and since we've already it's kind of funny because everybody initially was looking at, oh, that's Gaston. And then uh, what happens? Uh, they get a tropical storm named in the, in the uh, central Atlantic that is now sitting over the Azores. Uh, and then uh, they said, OK, well, this is going to be Ermine. No, because tonight they made the system off the African coast that they've been watching for the last couple of days a tropical storm. Uh, and that's unusual because it's moving northward from there, and not usually they're moving westward. This one's moving north and hasn't won't even touch the Cabo Verde Islands. It's just going to go toward the Canary Islands. So 
So now we're up to the eye storm all of a sudden. And uh, that means that this will be uh, Ian, I believe. Although I knew somebody that, uh, I don't know if you remember from the news 12 days, Joe, uh, Ian Rubin. It was spelled, yeah. his name was spelled I-A-N, but he pronounced it Ian, I-A-N. Uh, so, but I'm thinking that it's Ian. Uh, and uh, that's where we're at. So here we are in, in September. So we've had the D-E-F-G-H-I. Okay, so now the sixth tropical storm, a uh, name storm of this month. So now I'm thinking, hey, you know what? It's not really, uh, that gives us a season total of nine. Uh, it's not uh, at all out of the question that we're going to get at least up to the normal of 14. We still have the rest of this month and all of October and the first and and then November, but October mostly. We certainly have all of October uh, to catch up and pass the uh, the normal of 14. Well, uh, we we were discussing, you know, how and isn't it amazing? It is so. I mean, my goodness, uh, July, August, dead, dead. Hardly anything to talk about. And you know, I know a lot of people were saying, well, gee, that 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 may mean we may be off the hook. We may not see much of anything this upcoming, uh, you know, hurricane season. It doesn't look like there's going to be a whole lot to be worried about. And look at this. As soon as we move into September, bam, look at Puerto Rico, look at Bermuda, look tonight at uh, the maritime provinces of Canada. And now after, after Fiona, all attention will turn to the Gulf of Mexico and the Gulf coastal states. And maybe, maybe Joe, even the Atlantic seaboard for uh, the middle and latter part of next week. All of a sudden, the uh, tropical storm or tropical cyclone season has become very active. Well, here's what the Hurricane Center did with this. And uh, we have tropical storm watches up for Bermuda, for Jamaica. And uh, I think the primary threat for Jamaica could is going to wind up being heavy rain. It's going to be... <coughs> I'm a, Excuse me, I'm assuming that it will become, as it becomes more organized, we're going to see the eastern side of the storm become the dominant side, and uh, they're going to be right in the path of the heavy rain. So that is going to be Jamaica's, main, I think, bigger problem. Uh, but we do have hurricane watches up now also for the Cayman Islands in the northwest Caribbean. And you see from the Hurricane Center's track, it's to take it south of Jamaica over the westernmost Cayman Islands, and then from there, north-northwestward over western Cuba, uh, and then out into the southeastern Gulf of Mexico and on, by Tuesday afternoon, uh, uh, west of Key West, and they strengthened it to a major hurricane, making landfall somewhere, I would say, between Fort Myers and, uh, and Tampa. I, I have no issue with this particular forecast uh, up until this point, because I think this is where it makes sense, given you know what we're looking at and what's going on in the upper air. Uh, but uh, after that, it, it after that it really becomes a very very dicey proposition in a whole host of ways, and and, and we're going to of course speculate on this. Uh, but uh, I think this has I, I, you know the idea that this could become a major hurricane I, I I think is 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 real. However, there are a couple of caveats. One is the fact that it will travel over Western Cuba, so that might you know, do something to it in terms of of organization and strength to it to an extent. It's not a, a large distance, so the center wouldn't be overland for, you know, probably overland for only a handful of hours. Uh, and then uh, what happens in the Gulf of Mexico is going to hinge on 
Rye Air that's going to be not that far away. And we're going to talk about that uh, as as we move along. I don't know what your thoughts are here, but I, I think this forecast that they came up with makes makes sense at this time. Well, beyond the forecast that you see now on the screen from the Hurricane Center, um, looking at uh, the uh, uh, projected paths from both the GFS, the 12Z run of the GFS, and also the 12Z run of the uh, European, it seems that um, this has a potential of moving across central and maybe northeastern Florida. And maybe by Friday of next week, it may get its feet wet again just off the Georgia coast. But then, Joe, both models, and again, this is likely to change or could very well change, but right now, both models are, are intimating <clears throat> that the storm track uh, beyond next Friday could very well be to our west, that uh, it could go uh, inland to our west across South Carolina, western North Carolina, western uh, Virginia. And, you know, by, by the time we get and, – and also rapid movement. You know, Saturday morning, the storm could be over South Carolina. Sunday morning, and I'm talking about when I say Sunday morning – I'm talking about uh, bah, 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 October the 2nd. Uh, by then, the storm could be, and interestingly, in as much as they kind of diverge briefly on the track of this system down over the southeastern states, when we get to October 2nd, both the GFS and the European have a pretty close positioning up over uh, central New York State, like near Elmira, uh, or uh, Binghamton, that, that area, that's where the storm presumably could be if you take a consensus between the European and the GFS for Sunday morning, October the, uh, the 2nd. But again, we're talking now about, what, eight or nine days out? Lots and lots of stuff can happen between now and then. So uh, we shall see what we shall see on, on this. I, I, think, I think you said it closer to the beginning. It's going to change. Uh, it, it is going to change, and uh, and uh, and there are a number of reasons why. So let let's let's go through what's going on. Of course, when you look at these things, you got to look at the upper air to see what's happening. And I've got a close up here of the east. So uh, starting with uh, t uh, yesterday, I went back to yesterday evening. You see Fiona there uh, between South Carolina and Bermuda. You see the upper trough that uh, moved through the east. The uh, moved through the northeast and mid-Atlantic states and brought in this beautiful autumn weather. And then you see this upper high that's sitting over Texas. Now, uh, as we go forward, this first trough pulls out uh, on Saturday, and we then get an, right on its heels. I mean, literally right behind it is another upper low and trough that develops in the over, over Lake Superior, and it's going to strengthen uh, over the weekend and into next week. You see how it gets stronger there, the darker blue showing up. The jet stream lowers itself all the way down so that you have upper air winds going, the westerlies go all the way into North Florida. And at this point, what's, what by that, because that is happening, uh, the uh, to the south of there, we still can't see the storm yet on this screen. There's an upper high in the Atlantic that's strong at the moment and it's connected with the upper high that's back over in Texas and in the southwest. So that's causing it to move west-northwestward. But when we get to early next week with this next really strong trough that's dropping into the Great Lakes, 
uh, and into the eastern United States. That creates a big weakness. And what happens to in, in the week uh, because of the weakness, the storm exploits that weakness and cuts between uh, the upper high. There's one here, uh, the the one to the southwest, the one that's out in the Atlantic, and right in the middle here is the weakness because it's responding to that that very very deep upper trough that is still moving through the uh, northeast to mid-Atlantic states. Which, by the way, means that at least from the standpoint of the weather for the folks who are underneath all of that, it's going to be cool. It's going to be as cool as what we've experienced. And I think in some instance, in, in many places, it may wind up being even cooler than what we've just experienced as another big high builds into the, uh, into the uh, Northeast. Now here's the, Joe, here's how I, here's how I see it. Uh, the GFS loves to rush these troughs out. Okay. Always too fast. And the European does the same to an extent. Uh, I think that might be incorrect. And as a result of this moving up, uh, moving out, the storm goes up northward off the west coast of Florida and goes into the Florida panhandle. You, uh, you notice how as it gets closer to the Florida panhandle, uh, it actually starts to weaken. And there's a very good reason for this. That upper trough, I'm going to bring up the two meter dew points. That upper trough, take a look at the dew points, Joe, down in uh, Georgia, in North Florida, down in the Florida panhandle, next uh, next Tuesday night. They're in the 30s, okay? So if this storm were to follow the GFS's idea by going into the Florida panhandle, some of that dry air is going to get entrained into the circulation of this hurricane, and it's going to wind up, um, you know, probably weakening a bit as it moves. Now that's a good that's good news if it does go up to the Florida panhandle that uh, because of the way the because of that dry air that's going to be over the southeast and over the Gulf states that that might mitigate the storm to to a, to an extent as well, it's moving it, in. Even if even if it uh, takes a, a more easterly track Joe across let's say central Florida and up into the Carolinas it eventually is going to um, draw in some of that drier air into the circulation and that's probably why, if you look at the at the uh, projected strength of the uh, systems, both on the European and also on the GFS, it significantly, and I do mean significantly, weakens some by the time it goes inland. I mean, we're talking about maybe uh, over the water, a 945 or a 950 millibar low. As soon as it goes over the, over the uh, land, frictional drag, of course, will uh, cause the... Uh, Tropical moisture to be wrung out, and so some somebody's going to get hit with a lot of rain. But it it weakens very rapidly. By the time we get to like the middle of next week, what's left of the system is like a a 10.04 or 10.02 uh, millibar uh, storm system, and that's not overly strong. But uh, uh, you're you're absolutely right. The interaction with that dry air certainly will have a very very significant um, uh, you know effect on on the storm. When when it uh, when, as it begins to move northward, uh, if, you know, during it, this week, if it goes into the Panhandle, because if it goes into Southwest Florida, it never gets into that dry air. So in this particular instance, if it goes into into South Florida, you could wind up before landfall seeing this get up to a major hurricane because the because that was the the, the that super dry air that's 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 up in the Panhandle and points north doesn't get drawn down there. So. So I'm just I'm just illustrating the fact that that 
if the if the hurricane goes in in South Florida or the Florida West Coast, say south of Tampa, it's going to come in probably as you know it may come in as a Cat three. If it goes up toward the Panhandle and gets to that dry air, it's going to come up. It, it's going to have a problem. And I got the European here, which shows a huge pressure difference between what this pressure is at landfall, which is somewhere around 949. Uh, as opposed to the GFS, which has it had it weakening almost to a 990 pressure when it went into the panhandle. I mean, that's that's you know that's a forecast issue when we get to next week. The European, um, you know, it, it tracks it across Florida onto the Atlantic side, makes a second landfall at Myrtle Beach, a 976, and then yeah, it goes you know it becomes after that you get the remnant low that goes up into into Western PA. We do get some rain out of this if if the um, if either model is correct, we would get some rain out of this. I'm not convinced that it's going to go. I am not at all convinced that it's going to do that. I don't think. I think either model solution is it. Pro, is it possible? Are they are they possible solutions? Sure, but I think there's too much. I I I I honestly believe that there's too much too too much uncertainty in how this trough next week behaves in the eastern part of the United States to at this point say anything definitive about uh, about where this is going beyond. I, I feel confident that southwest Florida is probably the place that's the highest risk. But after that, uh, you know, as far as what happens beyond that going into the east coast and, or does it go up the east side of the Appalachians or the west side of the Appalachians, right now I don't have a clue. You and about uh, 300 other operational forecasters uh, uh, across the Atlantic uh, seaboard right now who are at weather service offices or private weather service offices. And, you know, again, we're trying to do some speculation. I will say this, Joe. I mean, even before, I mean, two days ago, I was seeing, you know, some TV stations already beginning to speculate on what this particular uh, system down in the Caribbean would do relative to our weather for next week. And, you know, again, uh, Fiona wasn't even past uh, Bermuda at that time, and already they're looking ahead. But like I said, you know, so many times, and I think you'll agree, being in the uh, media, uh, when it bleeds, it leads. And uh, I'm sure that most of the news directors and executive producers are already, it's like, it, when it was a situation like this, it's like a fly landing on a sugar cube. They're beginning to rub, <laughs> rub their hands, thinking about all of the news packages and whatever that they could do, weather-related packages for the middle and latter part of next week to try to drive up the ratings for uh, for their respective stations. So we have the eight o'clock advisory uh, from for for Fiona, 42.3 north, 60.7 west. Uh, top winds are uh, they're carrying 125 miles an hour. Interestingly, the lowest pressure, uh, you know, on the five, I forgot what it was on the five o'clock advisory. Um, let me see if I still have the map up. No, they don't even they don't put the pressure on the on, on the map. Uh, I believe I believe they were carrying 940. Uh, I believe uh, they you know it's down to 935. Were they carrying 940 or 937? I, either way, it looks like it's dropped a couple of millibars down to 935, 27.61 inches. So uh, at least from the standpoint of the lowest pressure, you, there, there, there certainly hasn't been much weakening. And, you know, another thing to point out about uh, the Caribbean's potential Caribbean system, if indeed it does, based upon 
the consensus that I drew up for uh, for next Friday. If indeed the system is somewhere along the Georgia, South Carolina coast, keep in mind that at the same time that that's happening, there's going to be a very large and expansive high pressure system that's going to be centered probably just north of Toronto and covering much of the northeastern mid-Atlantic down into the uh, into the uh, Midwestern states. And so if we have a system coming up from the south, uh, what, what probably is going to happen is that it, regardless of whether it weakens, there's going to be a very sharp and strong pressure gradient that's going to develop somewhere in the mid-Atlantic, probably either next Friday night or on Saturday of next week, um, which uh, once again could cause some adverse conditions. And uh, we have adverse conditions tonight all along the Atlantic seaboard because of um, because of Fiona, not because it's hitting directly, but as we've been saying, like a gigantic agitator in the ocean, it is churning up the seas and causing all kinds of rip currents and high swells. And there are a number of uh, advisories for that along the uh, south coast of Long Island and also along the uh, New Jersey shore. So please don't be a fool and try to hang 10 this weekend because these can be very, very dangerous waters, again, churned up by that uh, by that uh, Category 3 hurricane. Let me take a moment here to just welcome everybody to the chat board tonight. Uh, thanks for being here. Welcome to everybody who's watching the Joe and Joe Weather Show from uh, around the country and also uh, those, of, uh, those that are watching from uh, Atlantic Canada, from uh, Nova Scotia and Newfoundland. Uh, we hope that everything goes uh, goes okay with this. Uh, you know, Joe, why don't you, because uh, Justin Vale mentions, uh, he says that when you mentioned uh, the flight path and how it would change, can you pull that up and, and, then, and, and put it on the screen? Because uh, he's saying that there's a big empty area over where Fiona is. And just to illustrate it, we could at least, we could show that. Well, I'd have to find a, I'd have to find a flight. Let me go on uh, Travelocity and pick out a flight, let's say, from New York to someplace in the United Kingdom or maybe Paris, and then I'll have to go and find that flight okay, just, number okay. and, and, uh, and then go to uh, Flight Aware. So you do, I'll, I'll while, you, while, while, while you're doing that, uh, I'll set up your screen to make sure that you can share, and then you just let me know when you're ready to go. Um, right. Actually, you can just share. Just let me know when you put it up on the screen. And in the meantime, uh, let me just uh, also say uh, to those of you who are watching the Joe and Joe Weather Show tonight, if you like the Joe and Joe Weather Show, you can do two things for us. You can hit the subscribe button uh, on the YouTube channel because we're on five days a week. And normally we're not on on Fridays or Saturdays, but we're on tonight because of Fiona heading into Nova Scotia. So uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel and you won't miss a show. We're on Monday through Thursday at 7.30 Eastern Time. And on Sundays, although this Sunday we're, prop we're not going to be on Sunday morning, uh, I'm going to try to be on Sunday evening because I'm, I'm going to be on the road Sunday for a while. Uh, seven, uh, normally on Sundays we're at 11 a.m. Uh, so there's a chance that we could have a show sometime Sunday evening, but we're going to let you know. And also uh, thanks to David Fuller uh, hitting uh, Super Chat uh tonight uh and uh yeah i read that you threw out your knee i'm sorry to hear that so you're going to be out of work for a couple of weeks rest up as someone who's who's been injured himself this year with my uh my ankle thankfully you know it was eight weeks in the boot which was no fun but somehow it, it seemed like it was going to take forever and those eight weeks uh, seemed like an eternity but they actually went by fairly quickly so 
um, get well soon. And if you uh, like the Joe and Joe Weather Show and you're watching it on a replay, you can uh, want to hit the tip jar. You can hit the super thanks button uh, and do it that way and um, you know leave some questions or comments. Uh, I always go back on the comments on YouTube uh, after the show is done to see uh, what folks have to say and answer any questions uh, that may have come up. So while Joe is flight searching, uh, let's uh, might as well take a look at all these other tropical systems that are running around uh, today. today. Uh, we've got uh, three named storms, and by tomorrow morning, we may actually have four named storms on the uh, on the map. So let's start with that, and, and none of these these other two storms, Gaston and Ermine, are not issues here. So we're just showing them because. Uh, We've got we've got the time tonight, and then we're going to do some more some more weather here. So this is Tropical Storm Gaston uh, at 39.1 north, 29.0 west, which is pretty much right on the Azores. And uh, the movement, <laughs> its top winds are 60 miles an hour. It's moving south at nine miles an hour, and the Hurricane Center is forecasting it to turn back to the west. Uh, and uh, head back toward 45 degrees west as a weakening cyclone and eventually make it post-tropical. They actually have it post-tropical by uh, Sunday morning. And uh, as far as uh, Ermine is concerned, uh, I liked what the Hurricane Center said on their headline, the eighth tropical storm of the season forms, but in the eastern Atlantic, because everybody was thinking that it would be the one uh, in the uh, in the Caribbean. But this is Tropical Storm Ermine at 18.6 north, 20.5 west. So it's about, I'd say about 200 miles off the African coast and about uh, maybe 150 or 170 miles to the northwest of the uh, easternmost Cabo Verde Islands. Moving to the north northwest at 10, and you'll notice that uh, they have it as a tropical storm through Saturday afternoon, and then they weaken it to a uh, a tropical depression. But they did actually put up, I believe, did they? I thought I saw that they put up tropical storm watches up for the Canary Islands. Um, let me read the advisory. The advisory on this one. I take it back. There's no coastal watches or warnings in effect. I thought for sure. I, I thought I saw a headline saying that they did, but I guess I must have. Oh, heavy rains forecast for the Canary Islands. I'm sorry. I'm absorbing so much information today and looking so at so many maps and so many models. After a while, they all blend in and and they and they look the same. So uh, it's so hard to stay uh, one step ahead uh, of, of all of this. Uh, so uh, that pretty much, I think, we're, we're going to come back to um, Fiona, certainly before the show is over. And let's uh, let me go to uh, one of the other uh, satellite loops. We're going to switch over to. Well, I might as well show you. Let's take a look at Gaston really quick, and wait for this to load. A lot of why, John? I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for. Uh, you know, I'm having trouble here loading on uh, Travelocity. Um, I, I don't know. Does it, Everybody seems to be maybe weather conscious and also travel conscious tonight. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. And now I can't even seem to load the uh, the floater images. I'm on the GOES uh, website. I'm trying to, I'm going to switch over and try to get the eastern continental U.S. There we go. 
And uh, let's get that loop up here so we can take a look. Because we'll be able to see Fiona on the upper right. But I suppose everybody must be going into these websites. At this. You need to get off these websites, folks. Oh, Joe, the Joe and Joe Weather Show is on. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're, you're clogging up traffic here. Uh, it's not working for me that 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 I that I'm I'm having to deal with this. Yeah, now I'm trying to load up to the goes and the, you know the circle of death at the goes website just going round and round and round and round. All right. Uh, while that keeps going round and round, why don't uh, we move along? I'll uh, I had the radar up and then I took it down. All right, this was the Halifax radar that I pulled up earlier, where you can't really see the geography. This is on Rain Viewer. And there you go. Let's see if we can in a bit. Nope. Uh, you know what the you know what the problem is? I think a lot of these flights that are heading to Europe, London and Paris are, have already taken off. Yeah. So maybe they so, maybe they're so they, they're on their way. And so I just don't have a uh, if I have the flight number, and that's what I'm looking for, the flight number of, of some flight that's going a across the big pond and i just don't have that so i go on flight aware and uh but unfortunately they say you know I, what do you what flight are you looking for um uh, let me see if i let me see if i could do something right now all right on flight aware and see if see if i can find something meanwhile the radars you can see the western edge of fiona uh, just the echoes are touching uh, the border of maine and uh, new brunswick otherwise the radars are fairly quiet uh, in the northeast and all the way down the eastern seaboard and in northern florida we've got a few showers in central florida and a couple of thunderstorms running around uh, there's some heavier downpours at the moment moving through uh, illinois and indiana uh, and uh, extending back up into uh, Minnesota. That is part of the next frontal system that is going to be coming through here in the Northeast come uh, Sunday night and Monday morning. Uh, in the, the Southwest, we have a bunch of flash flood warnings and severe thunderstorm warnings up in, Louis in, um, in uh, Arizona uh, with some heavy rains and heavy downpours going on there. Uh, and uh, also into parts of New Mexico and even into uh, a small area there in uh, southeastern California, the Pacific Northwest, not doing a whole lot. There's some light shower activity coming in to the Pacific Northwest. The uh, WPC seven-day rainfall forecast, and this is kind of interesting, at least for Florida, uh, the brownish area is seven to 10 inches, and those patches of yellow that you see are 10 to 15, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, 10 to 15 inches of rain over the next seven days so obviously the bulk of that is going to be from the tropical system and if if this is going to go up well it, it's not in the time frame for the west side of the appalachians all the way up so when you're looking at rainfall amounts up in the northeast and northern mid-atlantic states that's more with the cold front that's going to be coming through sunday night into monday and we're seeing about a quarter of an inch a few little pockets of half an inch in southern new jersey down into delaware and also uh it just touching southeastern new england uh heavier amounts in and around lake ontario and lake erie because there's going to be some lake effect going on uh next week there was some actually uh today uh and and uh, last night uh, and uh, we uh, saw that when Bill Goodman was on. And there's going to be some lake effect rain shower activity uh, up in that area. Although, although, let's see, are we going to see, I got to go to the GFS for this because the uh, European doesn't have 
the uh, rain and frozen. Do we have any light blue? Are we going to have any light blue? No, no light blue for you snow lovers. No light blue. It's all green. And uh, you see the front that's coming through. Did you go for shower, for Sunday? Because Saturday, tomorrow's going to be the better of the two weekend days, and we'll be back up in the upper 60s and low 70s. Uh, but uh, did you go for any showers uh, late Sunday? Yes, I did go for a chance of showers later on Sunday. Thickening any early sun, giving way to thickening, lowering clouds, and a chance by uh, later in the day of a few scattered showers. So, yeah. And then after that front goes by... You notice that big high over South Dakota, just a beautiful lot of another shot of dry air that's going to try to get in here. But with that deep upper trough, there's likely to be a lot of instability in uh, upstate New York and in northwestern PA, southwestern New York. In fact, there's a little wave that develops on that front on Tuesday that the GFS runs up with some rain getting into southeastern New England. I didn't really notice that until just... Just now, there's probably another arm of that upper trough swinging through. And then the coolest of the air comes in on Wednesday with that, hey, that 546 thickness gets uh, very close, Joe. Uh, on uh, on Wednesday and Thursday, you got the high sitting in Wisconsin. This is a nice, cool shot of air that's coming down with that big high. And then, of course, after that, uh, it's you know who knows with feet, with this net with this next one coming out of the Caribbean, where it's going to wind up. So, uh, any luck with the flights? Yes, yes. In fact, I have uh, Virgin Atlantic Flight Four heading for uh, for London, and it's a very interesting Joe. Uh, the view that you can that I that I was able to get on FlightAware shows you clearly. Not only do they show you the flight path, but they also show you the radar, and you can clearly see. Here's, that's here's the, the best flight. radar shot. I, that's the that winds up being the best radar shot that I was looking through a whole bunch of them. That's perfect. So there you go. Uh, the flight left from JFK, and normally what they do in flights like this to Europe is they take a track, let's say to uh, Boston, and out across down East Maine and across Nova Scotia and on up to uh, Newfoundland. But notice, if you will, that tonight with. Uh, with the storm, with Fiona here, the track is more to the northeast or north-northeast, uh, taking a path up across inland areas of Maine into New Brunswick, past the Gaspé Peninsula of Quebec, over the St. Lawrence, and um, well well to the north of, of uh, Newfoundland. So they're taking a more northerly track than what they normally would do in order to avoid the, uh, the uh, situation regarding Fiona. Uh, tonight, so that's very interesting how they how they've done that, and uh, and uh, but that's not that's not unexpected. We said that that was going to probably be the case. They'd probably have to vector around the path of the storm, and they're certainly staying clear of the storm uh, here, going well to its north, and uh, taking a more northerly track. But uh, that's what they had to do tonight in order to uh, avoid any of the significant effects of uh, of Fiona. By the way, on that radar, <clears throat> you can see the gap in the echoes in between that the 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 uh, the lead bands that have moved in, and then the core. Uh, the the core stands out separately from the from the on on that uh, radar display, and uh, that's the part that when that gets in, uh, is going to be uh, the big deal uh, as far as. Uh, um, 
wind is concerned and the heavy rains that are going to be going on on the uh, on the west side. Yeah, you can see that uh, Nova Scotia and this particular shot is uh, more or less eclipsed by all of the areas of rain. But I, yeah, you can see it right right around here and somewhere up here is where Cape Breton Island is. And of course, here's Newfoundland over here. And again, the storm track or the storm system, the center of the storm, probably right down here. And uh, you could just imagine everything swirling around in that direction. So again, that's why that we have uh, flights from New York, from JFK, taking a path far more to the north than they normally would uh, on, a, on a track uh, heading for Europe, at least for tonight. I uh, I got the hazard map back on uh, to check some of the latest OVs. I noticed that there is a buoy, Joe, out there. Probably not, unless that's Sable Island. Maybe that's Sable Island. Hang on. I'm just waiting for it's refreshing. Let's see. Uh, yes, yeah, Sable Island right now is uh, 68 degrees with a dew point of 66. Okay. Oh, lovely. 68, 66, east northeast at 54, gusting to, I'm sorry, east northeast at 43, gusting to 54. Now, Sable Island is at 43.9, just about 44 and 60. So they're going to be, and what did we say that the advisory was what? I forget. Uh, the 8 o'clock advisory, or so it's 39.6 at 5 o'clock. Uh, at 61, 42, three and 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 60 points seven. So uh, the, they're on the they're they're gonna they're in the core right now. I mean, there should be some interesting obs uh, coming out of Sable Island there uh, in in, in uh, right now and in the next couple of hours because they're they're just about getting into the core uh, of this if they're not in it already. And uh, seeing some wind gusts now. Uh, up in uh, eastern Nova Scotia, we've got uh, Hart Island uh, reporting 39, gusting to 51. Uh, that's the otherwise everybody else is gusting in the 30s. Uh, we have a few places uh, to the south, uh, B, uh, Baven Island or Beaven Island. Uh, I, I apologize ahead of time if I'm pronouncing it wrong. Okay, I'm just letting you know. I'm sorry. Uh, 43 gusting to 52 because some people get really ticked off about that stuff. And I sort of understand it when your name is Choppy and there's no H in it and it ends in an I and people try to put all sorts of letters and spell it all sorts of weird ways. So I get it. And that's why I'm, you know, I'm extra sensitive when it comes to that sort of stuff. Uh, they were gusting to um, 52 at uh, Beaven Island or Baven Island. Uh, the uh, buoy. Uh, that's uh, sitting uh, near Halifax is uh, 42 mile an hour wind gust. Although inland it, Halifax, it's at the Bedford Basin is only north northwest at 14, uh, actually gusting to 28. And further down along the coast, most of the uh, winds are gusting between 25 and and uh, and 30 miles an hour. Let's just take a look at Newfoundland. I know they're still too far away, but just for laughs, uh, bring up see if I can get some obs from. And we have somebody on the chat board. We have somebody on the chat board, Joe. Me and my pigeon, <laughs> and uh, and he says there are over 30 cranes in the city of Halifax right now. Dorian knocked one to the ground when it came through. Hope they remain safe this time. I'm, I would assume that 
if you're a construction company and you're aware that a hurricane is heading in your direction, that there is a way to either lower the cranes or if at least not lower them, to at least uh, uh, set them in place so that they can somehow manage to, uh, to uh, you know, stay, stay up during those very strong sustained winds of, you know, like 100, 150 kilometers per hour. So we'll see where that goes. 30 cranes in, 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 uh, in Halifax? I mean, Halifax is not the biggest of cities. I guess they're one of the fastest growing cities to have 30 cranes up at, uh, at a single time there. So Gorgeous up in, in, uh, in Halifax. Yep. Ab- absolutely gorgeous. Uh, if anybody is in New Brunswick, I know I saw t- t- Tim on the board uh, earlier. I'd just be curious uh, because uh, this interesting side note, uh, we mentioned this yesterday, was the fact that uh, much of the Northeast gets its it's uh it's diesel fuel from a refinery that's up in new brunswick now if it's in the south part of new brunswick closer to the main to where maine is uh it probably won't have any issues if it's up in northeastern part of new brunswick where it's where it's in that area that's under a hurricane warning then uh well we hope the refinery doesn't go down because that means that the diesel fuel can't get into the northeast or that at least how whatever comes from there gets cut off from the supply and that could uh, cause some you know maybe cause some uh, some shortages or drive up prices but just just um, if someone has an idea of that that lives up there that's watching wants to put it up on the chat board it's to let us know where it is uh, it would be most appreciated we had another super chat hit uh, uh, besides david fuller but i can't i can't see it i don't know if you can see it uh, David Fuller and Steve LaPointe, who uh, says in his uh, Super Chat message, all you folks hit the thumbs up under video, Joe and Joe. Thank you. And we're up to 93 so far on the uh, on the uh, likes. And going further back, Joe, I uh, that's as far as I can see. It was either we had Steve and we also had uh, David Fuller. Okay, so if you could take us up over 100 likes, folks, we Joe and I love to break that 100 mark. So that would be uh, <clears throat> that would be break. You would make us feel very, very good. Uh, all right, so Dub Dub says, remember our transmission lines come from Cape Breton as well. So if they go down, all of all of the power for the mainland goes down uh, as well. Uh, and uh, New Brunswick, Canada guy says, I'm 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 close to the main border. Welcome to the show, by the way. Uh, uh, I'm close to the main border and only supposed to get gusty winds here and no rain. Uh, correct. Uh, correct. A very, very little rain. The, the, you're right on the edge of the echoes. And uh, at, at worst case scenario is you wind up with, um, uh, you know, some light rain uh, that, uh, where you are. Uh, it's, it's everybody else in the other direction. Uh, that uh, so so jeeper welcome to the chat board tonight to south new brunswick here close to the refinery in st john okay so when you say south new brunswick uh, where are you with respect to are you closer to the main uh, to the main border or are you closer uh to uh, are you to the east or, or to the northeast and uh closer to um what is that cape breton joe yeah i think so Anthony Orr, thank you for hitting the super chat <clears throat> tonight. Yeah, Earl, and Joe, we're up to 116 likes. Okay, we're happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, we're very happy. And uh, the Jeeper says the refinery should be okay. All right, good to hear. Good to hear. All right, so let's do um, oh, L LMLG Quick Scooper uh, from Canada. Uh, gives because I know why I know I know he's from Canada. Why, Joe? Because he gave us two dollars and seventy nine cents Canadian. <laughs> and and with the current current exchange rates, do you, <laughs> so I, I'm sorry to reveal the amount. I should have just said that you gave it to us in Canadian. Thank you for hitting the tip jar. Whatever the amount, whatever it is, uh, it, it it it's uh, it's a very nice gesture and definitely most appreciated. And uh, yes, here we're safe because there's not much going on. Other than the fact that uh, you want to guess how low my temperature was this morning? Hi, uh, my low this morning was 47. But I will say your low this morning, you're always like five or six degrees ahead of me. So I'll say 41. Very, very, very good. Very close. 42. 42 mm. here this morning. I was wow. I was out on the deck after the show last night and, and, and the cold front came through and all of a sudden the wind you know shifted around and we had... Uh, a nice gusty breeze at about 20, 20, 25 miles an hour for about five or 10 minutes. But you feel all that dry air just came in. And this morning I woke up 42 degrees. It was uh, beautiful. It, it felt great. Although I went out this morning to the dog park. I should have put long pants on. Said I went out with uh, shorts, but I did go out with my New York Giants sweatshirt. So I'm wearing it proudly now that they're uh, they're 2-0. Two two and and Correct. Wow. And hope maybe Sunday they'll go three and zero. So uh, let's do a little bit of uh, what usually is uh, Briller Jeopardy, but uh, uh, Scott Briller, who we uh, lovingly refer to as the chairman, is enjoying some time off, and hope he is well. I hope his your mom is doing well, Scott. If you're watching the show, big hellos to her. Uh, and uh, uh, Johnny Quest, who's one of our regulars, uh, and he uh, volunteered to. Uh, substitute so and he's been given some really tough questions so but this is for everybody to participate uh, on the uh, on the chat board so um, are you ready I'm ready okay well I just remembered I'm still having uh, I'm still I got to get my phone because messenger works on my phone but it doesn't work on my desktop this Facebook's been having all sorts of issues Thank you, Dub Dub, Dub Dub from Canada. Thanks for coming out tonight and covering the storm for us. Very informative as usual. And you know, we knew, we knew that, uh, you know, you folks up in Canada. A lot of you, you know, watch Joe and Joe. We even got a compliment from our uh, our new friend. By the way, Joe, I, I in talking with uh, Mike DeCoste from uh, uh, 101.5 The Hawk in Nova Scotia. He says that uh, we're free to, you know, call or talk to him uh, maybe early next week in the aftermath of the storm. Let us give us a rundown of what it's like up in his area uh, in the aftermath of uh, whatever Fiona throws at them tonight and early tomorrow morning. So we'll certainly uh, we'll certainly do that. It, it certainly is uh, uh, nice to have friends up uh, up north of the border. Yes, we love it when, you know, we sometimes get people from the uk that watch and we've even had uh folks from uh australia uh come up uh every once in a while they're just finally they're coming out of their winter and going to spring uh, so yeah uh, we we love uh we love the international feel because sometimes we do talk about weather in, in in other parts of the world and uh you know, not always when it's adverse 
Although that, it, it, although it helps to be be uh, adverse. And uh, all right, so you ready to go? Here we go. Uh, uh, the top five hurricanes, Joe. The top five that produced the most tornadoes. The most tornadoes. Well, I, I will say I'll say Camille as one of the top five. Camille did not make the list. But while you're, you're by while you're thinking about who might have made the list, we just want to I want to say uh, thanks to Leon Probitsky for hitting super chat. Thank you so much, Leon. And ICMP says hello from the Netherlands. I think you're the first person I, oh, ICMP wow. to watch us from the uh, uh, the beautiful Netherlands. It's on my list of places to go uh, if I ever retire from doing the Joe and Joe Weather Show. Um, so, uh, so Camille is not on the list. That's uh, very unusual. Al- I, I would have, I would have thought, you know, that for, that would have been one of the one of the storms. Christina Pedia and Alfred K. Phillips. Christina Pedia says Michael or Matthew and Alfred K. Phillips, our buddy from Wainwright, Alaska, on the North Slope there. Uh, Wilma, no, Wilma is not on the list. How about Allen, 1980? No, I, 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 I think I'm going to throw some hints. Okay, Katrina's not on the list. Um, okay, so uh, you may have heard me describe uh, this one, Joe, as a buzzsaw. Oh well, that would be Andrew. That is correct, and Andrew comes in at number five. Uh, within five, how many tornadoes did it produce? Andrew. Yeah, within five. First number that comes to the top of your head. I don't know, 16. Nope, 61. 61. Right, you needed to flip the one and the six. Michael oh. Michael DeCara, Michael DeCara gets uh, the number one. He gets the number one uh, tornado producer. Uh, and uh, you ought to know that this one is this this one is obvious because. Uh, you know, when we worked together over at FIOS, I, I, I used to call his name oh. out many times. Our, our wonderful director. Ivan. The Ragus. Ivan, I'm, ro- I'm ready to record now, Ivan. Where, where's my director? Where's my director? I can't possibly do this before 10 in the morning. I must be done before 4.30 at night. Ivan is number one in 2004. Uh, within five, how many? Within 10, how many tornadoes, Joe? Well, if you said 61, uh, and and six, uh, the the other one was what number five? Yes. Well, so it has to be more than 61. Clearly. How about how about how about uh, let's double let's double and say 122. Well, you know what, Joe? The logic of doubling that amount was actually quite smart. 120 uh, wow. from Ivan. So you've got the top and the bottom, so you know everybody else falls in between. Okay. Uh, the next, the other three are going to be hard to get. Number two, number two, number two um, was a Texas hurricane. Eh, God, you're not going to get this. Nobody's going to get this. No, no, it wasn't Harvey. This goes back a bit. Um, let's see. Uh, I've tried... I'm trying to formulate a hint for you. Bet- Betsy? No. Oh. Uh, this actress, the first name of this actress, okay, 
loved playing some a certain actor's mother. Oh, um, Beulah. 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 You think about Beulah Bondi, right? That's, yeah, correct. And that Jimmy was Stewart's. Yeah. And and that was in um, uh, 115 tornadoes in 1967. Uh, the 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 remaining two uh, is number four and number three. Number four, and they were in back-to-back years. Number four was in 2005. Number three was in 2004. Checking the chat board to see if anybody named any of those. Oh, nine yards says hello from Slovakia. Ah, very you're our first person ever from Slovakia. Welcome, uh, welcome to uh, welcome to the chat board tonight, <laughs> and welcome to the Joe and Joe Weather Show. Slo- Slovakia now, yes, Not Czechoslovakia, but Czechoslovakia doesn't. No, it, 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 it's, 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 it's the Czech Republic. Now. It's the Czech Republic and Slovakia. They 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 split in two. Um, right. So uh, uh, Joe John John Sachs says Bob no. Uh, Michael McGuire says Irene no. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to try to pronounce this. Ab, Ab, Abdelaziz Hamdi says, Bob, no, not. I hope I, I hope I said it right. If not, I apologize ahead of time. Um, we already got Ivan on there. Uh, Isaias from a couple of years ago. No, that's not on the list. Oh, Anthony Orr, our resident status, hurricane statistician, Anthony Orr, and also uh, the occasional super chat hitter, which he did tonight, uh, gets it right. Number four is Rita, Rita in 2005. So that leaves one uh, for 2004. Uh, Rita produced um, 89, and the next one in 2004 produced 103. Okay, so let's see if anybody gets it without Googling. Charlie, no. Uh, Leon, uh, Johnny Sachs, Isabel, no. Alex, Michael McGuire, no. Oh, Louis Orizio. Louis <laughs> Orizio, Joe, gets it. Hurricane Francis in, 2000, in 2004. Hmm. Uh, let me ask you a question. If I had given you the hint that there was a famous jackass by this name, would you have gotten it? <laughs> Francis the Talking Donkey? Or... Yes. Would you have gotten it off that clue? <laughs> no, no. No, I didn't think so. I would have had to elaborate a bit. Um, <laughs> oh, good Lord. Carolyn, uh, from uh, also from Canada, hitting Super Chat tonight. Carolyn, thank you so much, and and, and welcome to the Joe and Joe uh, Weather Show. Uh, we're, we're glad to see you here, and if uh, you are living in an area that's under a hurricane warning, uh, uh, please uh, be safe. And hopefully we'll get we'll get through all this. Um, and Tesla Grow Green says I live in Turo, Nova Scotia, and we still have power. All right. Well, well you still have power now, but wait wait a little while. <laughs> if you have my let me let me assure you, if you had our my power company, you probably wouldn't have power. I once had a – before it's a, even arrived, Joe, my power went off. So. <laughs> Uh, we can laugh at it now. Right? I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I actually, you know, I, I've lost power. I've lost power a few times here, but it usually comes back fairly quickly. I have to say that there, you know, because th- a thunderstorm here, even a 20, 30 mile an hour wind gust could blow out a power line. You know, because some of these, you know, the, the, the infrastructure with telephone poles and so on, 
It hasn't been touched since they first probably put them up in the 19 teens or whenever they did. <laughs> uh, you know, you, there are places where you see wires hanging, you know, almost to ground level. Uh, but they're actually pretty good about getting stuff fixed within a couple of hours. So I'm, and, I'm, and I, here, I can't really complain. And here's the best, uh, the best on the uh, chat board tonight, best compliment from Jeeper. And he said, I'd rather watch Joe and Joe than look at Environment Canada. So, <laughs> thank so you. you thank you so much for the kind words. Uh, I got I not that I got in trouble, but someone took offense once a couple of years ago when I, I criticized about the Canadian model, uh, and they 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 uh, they wrote me a comment saying, hey, you know, how dare you criticize our weather model? I was like, oh God. Now you, it, the world has gotten to the point where everybody's so touchy, even for the even about their weather models, Joe. They're touchy. I would, well, I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of like you know, when you talk about, I don't know, whatever, uh, baseball, you know, who's got the, when, when, when back in the 50s, the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the, uh, and the New York Giants, who was the better center fielder? Was it Willie Mays, Duke Snyder, or Joe DiMaggio? I mean, you know, <laughs> you got to, you got to figure, you know, everybody has a bit of pride in what, and whatever that they're, uh, they're, they're talking about or looking about, so. Well, I will did just we look at the. Did we look at the Canadian model tonight as to how it's handling that? Um, just the next week, or no, we didn't, but we can. Now let's quickly do that. Okay. We've only been on for an hour and twenty minutes. What's another minute or two, right? <laughs> what weather show goes an hour and twenty minutes with limited, if any, commercial interruption? Yes. Uh, all right. So this is the Canadian model, which actually was up until. Um, it was like the GFS and taking it northward toward the uh, toward the coast, toward the Panhandle, and then uh, up the, tries to go up the west side of the Appalachians, but then takes a very sharp right turn into North Carolina, and then moves off the North Carolina coast, and then just starts to run out east northeast. Rain gets as far north as as the northern edge gets to about New York City, Long, uh, Western Long Island, uh, to about uh, between Scranton and Allentown. And then it just goes out and dries up. So look, it's even. I, I'll tell you this: even that solution is not unreasonable, given what's going on in the upper air. Uh, in uh, that's going to be going on in the upper air in the Northeast, and in this case of the Canadian, from what we were talking about earlier, I mean, it pulls the whole trough out, and you're just sort of left with with this westerly flow. And the feature that represents the tropical storm gets as far north as it can before uh, the northwest flow begins to shove it out to the east and taking it out east-northeast. So that's another that's 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 not unreasonable. I don't think any solution beyond whatever happens to Florida uh, is un, you know is an unreasonable one. I think the, there are too uh, there's too much going on in the northern stream, too long, far out into the long range, which means that we have still a ton of possibilities uh, when it comes to uh, what, if any, impact it's going to have uh, beyond uh, the, the, those obvious areas that I mentioned. And HM, thank you so much for taking time to help analyze this dangerous storm and help keep people safe. Your expertise is greatly appreciated. And this is from Hal from Kildare Capes PEI, Prince Edward Island. Yeah, we've mentioned we've mentioned Nova Scotia, we've mentioned Newfoundland, we've mentioned New Brunswick, but we haven't mentioned Prince Edward Island, which uh, is right there where uh, Nova Scotia is. So, thank you so much, Hal, and uh, 
yeah, we'll uh, we'll be watching. And uh, as I, I said, with uh, with 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 our friend from uh, from uh, Port Hawkesbury, we'll be praying as well for uh, everybody's safety tonight and uh, over the weekend uh, in the path of the storm. And uh, tell your friends. Uh, if they're not happy with what they see on Environmental Canada, just give them a YouTube link uh, because the show uh, will be uh, on my, my uh, YouTube channel library and uh, they can watch it on the replay. So that's, that's a big plus. And Dub Dub uh, says 14,000, I presume people out of power right now, 14,000 and four hours away. Halifax is the city of trees. Sydney has also lost some old trees in the uh, downtown core. Power will be cut here for a bit of time. Again, when we were speaking with our friend uh, from uh, Fort Hawkesbury a little while ago, he said that with uh, with uh, Hurricane Juan and with Dorian, they were sometimes in some places out of power for over five days. So batten down because I have a feeling that we're going to be in that uh, category with, uh, with uh, uh, Fiona uh, during the next few hours. You are most you are you are absolutely correct on that. Um, all right, so I think we can let's wrap up the show and uh, the Joe and Joe Weather Show brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware at 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, New York, on Long Island in Southwest Suffolk County, serving the entire New York, New Jersey tri-state area. Uh, if we do see a tropical storm or hurricane come up and uh, impact the northern mid-Atlantic states or the northeast. If you're in the New York City, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, tri-state area, you need a generator, you need a new pump, uh, you need to get uh, flashlights, batteries, or anything else with regards to making your home look, uh, uh, making sure that you're protected uh, and get to get through the storm. Give Omni a call. 631-756-1125 is the telephone number. And the website is... OmniTrueValue.com, Joe. So when uh, do, do you think we'll be doing an evening show on Sunday? Or? Okay, so the next chance, it'll depend on how I do, because I'm gonna I'm gonna be in Florida next week. I'm gonna be on the east coast of Florida in the in uh, in the southeast. Uh, so I will not be on the west coast. But if if I were going to the west coast right now, I would probably reschedule my trip. But I'm going to the east coast because I have to. And um, anyway, so. If I make good time on Sunday, the way I'm timing it out, Joe, I should get to my destination probably around 6 o'clock. So if I do that, uh, just give me an hour or two to just sort of stretch and maybe we could try something around 8 o'clock, but no guarantees from the management here. Okay, we'll see. All right, so... We're on standby. All right, so <laughs> if we're going to have a show, it'll be Sunday at 8 o'clock, but... Again, it's 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 dicey at the moment. Everybody, have a great night. Have a great weekend. Our, our friends uh, in Nova Scotia and Newfoundland and in Prince Edward Island and anywhere else in Atlantic Canada, uh, be safe uh, overnight and tomorrow as uh, Fiona goes through. And uh, we'd be very interested after words on the next show, if you could take the time and let us know how you managed, how, how you got through it. Or what's going on? Uh, it would be uh, it would be wonderful. So hopefully we'll see you on the next Joe and Joe Weather Show. Thanks everybody for the super chat hits for the how many likes did we get tonight? 135. Thank you for the 135 likes, and we will ho hopefully hopefully see you on Sunday. Good night everybody. Stay safe. <laughs>